Well, good evening, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Monday, April 10th, 2023, and this is another episode of Lots to Talk About. And if you're watching the video recording of this, you see a beautiful young lady sitting next to me. No, she's not my daughter. She is my beautiful wife. Uh, I had another guest back out this week. Well, not back out, rescheduled. Uh, I got an email this morning, and... Um, said he had to reschedule because it was Easter Monday. And I had two conclusions from that email that one, he is either Polish and celebrating Dingus Day, or two, he celebrated Easter like Corey's family did and mostly called in sick on Monday after Easter. Um, so much that she started taking it off as one of her normal PTO days every year. So yeah, I mean, it's got to be one or the other. Whatever the reason he had to reschedule, he's going to be coming up on May 1st. And that left me high and dry at like 8 o'clock this morning when I got the email. And Corey was sitting here and said, I'll come on. And I said, what? Cool. All right. So here she is. Uh, my beautiful wife is joining me and uh, kind of threw it out there that people could throw out questions for her. Uh, she'll answer them. If it's shit that I, uh, if I have an uh, opinion on, which I never have an opinion on anything, um, if I have an opinion on it that differs from hers or a different perspective because I'm a guy and she's a girl, um, I'll weigh in. But uh, this is going to be kind of a ask Corey questions night and uh, make her answer because that makes her so comfortable. Um, we'll bring her on and get her, get her uh, baptized into the live streaming a little bit more. She's done... Uh, what two now? Three? A couple, yeah. I did the uh, giveaway ones, so we did two of those, I think, and yeah, at least one other one. You're gonna have to talk up. I know it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I put the questions out all over social. Um, got some feedback in the Telegram group. Got some feedback on Noster. So I have a list of questions here to ask her. Uh, we'll just kind of blabber here for a couple minutes while um, people have a chance to watch the ads and roll in. I see Josh over in the comments. Good evening, sir. Um, if you have questions that you want us to consider answering, um, I'm not roping her or myself into answering anything. Um, I guess it should have been a A, uh, A, M, A, A. Ask me almost anything. Um, I will not incriminate myself. So if you want to ask a question, if you want it posed, just throw that in caps in the chat during to, during the show, and I will uh, star them and come back to them if we run out of questions here on the show. But with that, you ready for some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Question number one. <laughs> this was from James, Gingerbread Farms. Uh, James and I were on uh, Toolman Tim last night. He's got a new YouTube channel. You should check that out, Gingerbread Farms. Search it on YouTube. But James asked a couple questions. And number one was, how did, me, how did we meet? Well, that's a very interesting story. So I was actually living in an apartment with my fiance at the time. And <laughs> I was noticing this guy out the window every day coming home from work with all his work gear on kind of scoping him out and uh it turns out he worked with my fiance who 
By the way, my fiance was a total loser. He had cheated on me multiple times, which I had known about. But yeah, anyways. So turns out the two of them worked together. And how did you figure out that you guys ended up working together? Well, we worked at a factory. Both worked at a factory. Um, it was about a half an hour from the apartment. I had just got divorced or was in the process of getting divorced. I moved into this apartment because it was close to my kid's school. Um, hey, Josh, thanks for the super sticker. Definitely appreciate that. I hope you bought that on fold um, so you get a spin. But anyway, we um, I got a I got an apartment there. I was close to my kid's school. Uh, I was driving to work half hour. I was working all sorts of extra jobs. Uh, we both had kind of specialty jobs at this place. Uh, I was a water treatment guy and he was a welder. He worked early, got off early, like 3.30. Um, 3.30 in the afternoon. And I worked late. I, I mean, I worked tons of hours there, but I got off at like six or seven at night. So we never really crossed paths. I never noticed the guy. I interacted with him at, at work. We shared a time clock and shit. I knew who he was, but didn't really know much about him. Um, and then I was heading to Denver to go to my re-bachelor party. So my, my best friend, um, buddy lived out in Denver. Uh, he heard I was getting divorced and he was super excited because he hated my ex-wife um and he invited me out for a re-bachelor weekend uh so i booked a flight and i cut out of work early i happened to cut out at the same time as her fiance was punching out of work we bullshitted at the time clock and we drove home granted this is like 25 miles 30 miles away uh we roll into the same parking lot get out of our vehicles i'm like hey dude what's going on what what are you doing here He's like, oh, I live here. I'm like, no shit. What's your apartment number? It was like 109. And I'm like, oh, no shit. That's like right below me. I was in 209. She lived right below me. And she had been scoping me out. Um, and I had been scoping the girl out that lived upstairs. And then I met her. And I forgot about the girl that was upstairs. And yeah, that's how we met. And I'm not going to talk about how we met Matt. That's for a private conversation around a campfire. So anybody that wants to find out that has to has to uh, get a hold of us and uh, meet in person and, and talk around a campfire. So, hey, good evening, Martinson family. How are you doing this evening? Hope everything is well up there in uh, in Canadian land. All right. So that's how we met. Um, got back from Denver. Uh, I told him to come up, have beers when I got back because I was heading out to Denver for the weekend and. He shows up at my door when I text him when I got back and he brought this girl that was in sweatpants and a wife beater. And I looked at her and I was like, this is the girl that I'm going to hang out with probably for the rest of my life. I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to get married again. I was I was coming out of just a disaster. But I looked at her and there was something about her that I just said. This is the girl that I'm going to hang out with for a long time, a lot of time. And it didn't matter that the douchebag was standing next to her. And that's that. Um, question number two also came from James. Uh, Gingerbread Farms again came in with, how do you put up with all of his shit? Hey, 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 wait a second. Me? My shit. Okay. I got to hear this. 
I mean, I do admit, I, I, I have a lot of shit to deal with, but. I have a lot of shit to deal with, too. <laughs> so I am not all uh, sunshine and roses myself. I'm <laughs> not, maybe not as crazy as he's making it out to be, but I definitely have things that he has to deal with. So it's it's a mutual thing for sure. We both have our things that drive each other crazy and we know what they are and we just try not to push each other's buttons. Well, I, I try not to push his. Clearly, it's not both ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she she never needles in a little later. Uh, she'll, she'll see me get back from a dog walk and I'll be like all amped up because all three of them just acted like complete assholes. And she'll just say something that she knows drives me nuts just absolutely nuts and i'm like really we teach each other patience and we also teach each other apologizing because we don't hold back either of us really um and that really makes our relationship work because we just tell each other how it is and we know we both love each other and nothing's personal and sometimes you just gotta yell at somebody for irritating you Josh says, Josh says mutual shit shoveling. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, much. Absolutely. We both know we annoy the living shit out of each other. And, but we're, we know that we're the only ones that could deal with each other. Um, so we got to kind of hang out with somebody that, uh, that can deal with you. <laughs> so we found each other and we're just going to stick with it. So I think that's probably the, the answer to that question. What was the next one here? Oh, we skipped Josh's question. Josh asked if you can count binary on your on your feet. She said no. <laughs> she actually asked what binary was. And I think she was joking. I think she kind of knows, but no, she can't count in binary. Um Josh. Thanks, Josh. She she loves Josh. <laughs> oh, if it wasn't for his seasonings. <laughs> All right. Next question here on the list for Corey was from Aaron. Aaron at Two Chicks Homestead asked a list of questions. And Corey, Corey was, she was thinking deep and hard about these questions all afternoon. We sat outside, we contemplated them. And so you should be expecting absolutely fantastic answers. Question number one from Aaron. What is your favorite food? Aaron, I love all the food. All of it is just so good. But when we go to a new place, I like to try a new Mexican restaurant. And I don't always get the same thing. It's not always an enchilada. It's not always a... What? It isn't. Sometimes I get a chimichanga. Sometimes You I get, get a fucking get enchilada <laughs> platter and no, a chips and queso. That's what you get. Like, I could order you that. You'd be like, okay. Well, I would eat that. Absolutely. But there's that. And then I also like... <laughs> I like a pizza place. Anytime if it's we good. Go, I like to try different pizzas, though. Yes. She eats pineapple on pizza. Oh, I would eat pineapple. I would eat anything. I'll try anything. I like How about all, me? I like what, do, what do I, what do I like? I would I'm... get pepperoni pizza only. Only pepperoni pizza. No, nothing else. And is there a logical reason for that? He says so he can taste it the same because the pepperoni is usually the same. So the cheese and the sauce and the crust all change with pepperoni. No, it's just same. a standard. A pepperoni thin crust pizza is a standard that you can hold a specific standard. You're not ordering meat lovers at one place and a 
chimichanga pizza at another place and a buffalo chicken at this and comparing them all, you have to compare apples to apples. You have to compare thin crust pepperoni to thin crust pepperoni because that's the only pizza you should eat anyway. So I don't know that I have a favorite food. I like to try all different food all the time. So I guess that's kind of my answer. Mine is probably candy bars. <laughs> what kind of candy bars? All of them. Reese's? I'm a fan of Reese's. He likes peanut butter. I like peanut butter. Um, it's really hard on trying to be keto or paleo. Uh, I used to make... Hey, there's a dog in our front yard know, over there. I've been watching it, trying not to let the dogs um, There's a, something I used to make on paleo that was um, kind of paleo, right? It was... Yes, it was. It was, um, it was almond butter. Almond butter raisins honey and dark cocoa powder and it was like candy <laughs> that's the only way i could stay consistent with paleo was to have that it was a, like a bowl of it. i would make like a bowl of it yeah it was it was it was really fun to clean out of the bowl too when it would dry on there with the honey and the cocoa powder and everything so but you should try it if you're if you're trying to be a sweets habit which i have um hard like since I was a kid, it was ingrained in me as a child. Um, sugar, um, cookies, soda, all my life. So I'm an addict for sure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian and I'm a sugar addict. It's true. It's true. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. 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 Um, so that was favorite food. Let's see what else we got here. Um, next question. This also was from Aaron. What do you do in your free time besides foot stuff? So um, I am crocheting almost all the time when I have downtime. Um, I make multiple blankets every year that I crochet. I also ride a unicycle. So I will go for unicycle rides. She's a circus freak. <laughs> I like to... Um, I like to go for a walk every time we end up at a new place and see what's around and just kind of explore the new area. Um, yeah, we go rock hunting. That's kind of one of the things that we do in our free time. Tell, them about, the, tell them about our last rock hunting adventure. <coughs> With the crystals? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought you already did. But yeah, we uh, went rock hunting or crystal hunting, I guess, in mm -hmm. Arkansas. Um, with a guide and we ended up on some really cool really clear crystals and it was really fun to dig them out of the ground they just like it looked like glass as you were digging it out it was super fun whereas in Minnesota where we were from it was mostly agates and like hard solid rocks that you were finding so it was fun to do something different and you're a big rock person from a kid yes <laughs> yes ever since I was a kid my grandparents were on a dirt road and I used to take buckets, just buckets, and I would go down the dirt road and pick up all of the pretty rocks and put them in the buckets and come back and wash them in the lake and like do all of that even when I was just a little kid. So yeah, it's been a lifelong obsession, I guess. <laughs> so. She mentions the words obsession. She, she has no obsessive behaviors at all. <laughs> she has no control issues. Um, I love her. I love her. She's great. Um, so... <laughs> it's mostly crack and southern rock <laughs> um anyway <laughs> free time yeah i don't have any i don't have any really 
if I have free time, I play um, maybe a phone game. But usually I'm doing something, trying to be productive. I don't like to relax at all. We'll watch movies. I guess I do like. Um, yeah, I do well. like to catch. Uh, we'll start a movie during dinner and kind of watch it through dinner and then after dinner. But I like uh, not. I haven't watched a new movie in forever. Uh, like old stuff. Um, yeah, I noster. <laughs> I noster. I'll nostril for the for a while. Uh, I like watching movies. Yeah, um, old stuff, but weird. Weird shit. We were watching. We were talking about it in Tim's uh, Telegram chat today. Uh, some of the weird movies we watch, and Tim and I are right in line with. Uh, he's a big fan of like Memento. That all the stuff that Corey doesn't like that I like to watch. Um, we compromise. We compromise. We also have our games that we play. The, you know, the Diablo and the oh, yeah. Devil Sticks that we have. Um, we just kind of have them in our garage outside the camper. And if we're just sitting outside, we'll play with our devil sticks and kind of learn new tricks and things with that. And we have a true Diablo, right? True uh, Diablo Yolo. Yeah. She's a, she's a true circus girl for sure. Uh, Juggling though. I can't juggle. We have juggling bags that she won't try to learn. She, she's just not, she's not willing. She doesn't think she's coordinated enough. Um, One thing that you need to know about Corey that, I don't think anybody really. Well, some people know about you. Um, she is technologically backwards. Like this girl, I swear, can have an issue that no one else in the world would ever have on any operating system. Like you pick it, you pull it out of the, you pull it out of the sky. You say, "Oh, iPhone 17." Um, what is the least common problem that anyone would ever have? My wife's had it. It's amazing. Like Even my boss says it. Yeah, stuff. her work stuff, everything. Like, and I don't get it. And she gets so mad. And I ask her to try new things um, on her phone, and she's just like so resistant because everything breaks for her. So I'm cursed. I don't know why. It's just not meant for me for some reason. Oh, uh, Josh, Josh says I watch funerals and film dead people for fun and profit. I guess we did sit out our camper outside our camper last week and film a funeral zoomed in at 50x. I mean, I've just been to so many that I feel like it's just I should Corey, Corey was <laughs> Corey was guessing the age of the the person being laid to rest uh by the types of cars and people that we could see on on the screen and she was in within 2 years. She's been to a lot of funerals. Uh, where do hamburgers come from, Corey? <laughs> Who's asking? Josh. <laughs> Josh. From my cow friends. From your cow friends. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. From your cow friends. Uh, but that's all right. They're tasty. They are tasty. And so are steaks. I still eat them. I but... loved them. I love them for sure. Uh, so. Yeah, that's your free time and my free time. We don't have a whole lot of it. We try yeah, to we try to stay full busy. Time, so I'm you know eighty hours a week or eighty hours of pay period. I guess pay period. Sorry, I work pay period. So <laughs> forty hours a week tied to my job, and then the dogs and dinner and all that. You know, it just doesn't leave a lot of time. So cleaning but. and taking care of me, and um, yeah, she's a true housewife. I can't get much done while he's doing his shows either, because gotta be kind of quiet. So. Yeah, mine are so edited and um, 
Yeah. It's that she likes to sit here next to me and listen and also look at TikTok while she's watching my show. She's multitasking. Sometimes I do that, yeah. Multitasking. So, All right. Next question. I am really excited to uh, hear your answer to this because I know you are a huge reader. Uh, you read all the time. Aaron wanted to know, what are your favorite, and it's not it's not singular, it's plural. What are your favorite books? Yes. So I went with The Hatchet from like my fifth grade reading. I think that was one of my favorite books. Yeah. The Hatchet. And it has some um, significance <laughs> in my family recently. My dad, um, I used to ask for books actually for Christmas and things. And my mom's all about it. She is a big reader and likes three books. My dad is... TV 100%. And so I asked for some books for, for Christmas. And my dad's like, no, we can't get her books for Christmas. Not, not for Christmas. And my mom's like, she wants books. We're going to get her books, right? So anyways, um, I got my books that I wanted for Christmas. But this last, last year or the year before, might have been two years ago now, my dad asked for a hatchet for Christmas. And I got him the book. And he was like legit mad. Like Disappointed. As a joke. Like and... he was... We also got him a hatchet. We actually got him a hatchet. We just bought him the book. So that's kind of why I'm saying that is my favorite book, just because it has that kind of meaning. But it's also a very good story. And the next one? What was the next one? There's another. It's books, too. Oh, books. No. Um, yeah, I, I was joking with Brian, and I said my second other book was The Dictionary, because it changes all the time. I thought that was Every pretty year, witty. Every year, it's a different one. She's pretty witty. Oh man, the dictionary. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. I don't have anything super fun for she's, you there. <laughs> she's not a reader. She's. Uh, I do actually have a book that um, I think it was Carrie Brown suggested I read and I bought. It's um, something barefoot living on the Appalachian Trail. It's about um, two sisters. I can't remember the title of it right now, but it's about two sisters that walk the Appalachian Trail barefoot. So I do have that one that I am intending to read. Well, and you read the the real Anthony Fauci. I did read that. That was, if you want to be disappointed in life, read that. <laughs> the, mm. Not in life, but in the world. I, I think. guess in the world, yeah. In the country. In the country. I guess in the world. In the government, whatever. Um, uh, yeah. And you read, was, uh, before that, you read Carnivore's Dilemma. Omnivore's Dilemma. Or Omnivore's Dilemma. <laughs> Carnivore's Dilemma. Yeah, that was a good book. I mean, I've, I've read a lot of different books, um, but yeah, I just, do I have a favorite? I don't. I don't know that I have a favorite book. I think mine is the book. Yeah, happiness is a serious problem. I've read that one too. Yeah, that's that's a, happiness is a serious problem. It's like my favorite book. I've read it multiple times and I've given it away every time and just keep getting it again every once in a while. Um, I read a couple of really good books on Buddhism too that I really enjoyed. Yeah, and then um, Sal Mayweather's book Any Politics was really good. I enjoyed that. That was a recent one um and like the libertarian manifesto all those fun things that just make you think um some of the buddhism stuff is really good but i don't i don't read a lot of book books i read more articles and how to's and informational shorts than uh, than books i use the interwebs to its fullest potential to learn about things that no one would ever want to know about I do want to spend more time reading books. I just don't put the time in to do it right now, I guess. She never learned to read. No. <laughs> Donate. There's Donate that. at uh, at 
Brian B. Alexovich at Lightning Tips or something. I don't, it's not on the screen because she made me take it off. <laughs> anyway, books. Uh, we don't have a lot of room for books too. Uh, we do have a small, we have a small stockpile of books that we kept, uh, some reference stuff, uh, some permaculture reference stuff and other, um, yeah, it's we pretty much all. Foraging and yeah. some um, medicinal herb books, I think. Yeah, it's all, it's all kind of if we need it and the internet's not around, this would be the most valuable thing for the weight. Right. And space. Good evening. Good evening, Aaron. We just covered two of your questions. Three of your questions. You missed them. You're going to have to rewind. Um, but uh, you did have one more. Um, what is your favorite? What was your favorite event or speaker? And uh, we, 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 know, we know the path uh, that, that Aaron was going down with this, but we We've been to SRF a few times. Other than that, our events used to be a way different than yeah. what we do now. So my favorite event was an event that I went to for 10 years straight with my family. And Brian, how many years did you end up going? I think I went 11 years. Seven or eight. And he went seven or eight years. But we went to WeFest, which was a country music concert in northern Minnesota. It was near my parents' cabin. And so we did that for it was three days of music from like 10 in the morning until two <laughs> two in the morning and so you would come back and sleep barely and then go back and do it the next day and the best performance um that stands out in my mind of all the years of that was the kid rock concert that we saw um which surprised me because i wasn't expecting him to be super country for one but he got up there and performed better than anyone I had ever seen. He played all the instruments. They brought on new instruments for him to play. Yeah, they rolled. And like, he yeah, he played every instrument rocked. on the stage. Um, and then they brought out a grand piano and he played that. Uh, it was and he played twice as long as he was supposed to. Yeah. Um, he was he was a 90 minute act and he he played for almost three hours. And it was pretty good. It was, yeah, it was impressive. I wasn't expecting it. Now, now the, the, the funny part about that is when I was in college, so this would have been in the late 90s, 97, 98-ish, um, I had a roommate that was a, he was doing promos for a record label, like on the on campus, like he would go to the bars and hang out, hand out singles and merch and shit like this for one of these record labels. And um, so he brought all this merch home and these demo uh, DVDs for this video. And we popped it in. And if you ever want to see Kid Rock, search Welcome to the Party, Kid Rock, circa 1997. And then watch some of his stuff now, and you will be so impressed in how far he's come. But that was my first exposure to Kid Rock, so I had kind of a um, bad taste. Then he went into that kind of harder, the what was it, bottom of the bottom of the bitty, bitty, bitty titties um, song and that stuff. And then he moved into the country. But the rap career, uh, the pimp rap, uh, D-Rock D City Kid Rock was uh, phenomenal, if you need to check it out. Uh, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. But yeah, I agree, Kid Rock. Um, I also enjoyed that event uh, greatly. Uh, I enjoyed 
seeing the older acts. They so they would so Live Nation, Live Nation are one of the fucking asshole conglomerates bought it like three years before we stopped going. Um, they let the the current owner run it that year. Uh, we heard that they had sold it the next year. It was like, oh my god, it's really changed. It got really corporatized, and then we always bought our tickets before we went the next year. The tickets went on sale and it sold out the section that her parents would buy us. So we had to commit before we even went for that year if we wanted to go the next year. Um, And so after Live Nation bought it, we went one year, we were like, we're not going again. We're not going to do this. We'll give it a chance. Maybe maybe it won't change and they'll say it was great and then we'll go back. But don't buy us tickets. We went that last year and it was a totally different show. Uh, it was all corporatized. It was bullshit. Uh, but I enjoyed the old scheduling when they would bring in a Kenny Rogers. I got to see Kenny Rogers sing what condition your condition is in live on stage. And if you're a big Lebowski fan, seeing Kenny Rogers sing that live, I may have had some cookies to eat that day that may or may not have been just cookies. Um, and it was phenomenal, um, seeing who are like, uh, Sawyer Brown, um, like these other country acts, the Alabama we saw uh, twice, I think, um, because they were originals. They were like, they played the first Wii Fest, um, when it was just in a field at a country field, Alabama played back in like 1980 something. And so they played on all the big anniversaries, the 10th, the 15th, the 20th. Uh, so they were cool. Eric Church always put on an absolutely phenomenal show. Uh, we saw him three or four times in a row. Uh, it was it was pretty good. It will be the last concert I go to. We've gone to other concerts since we went there. And I, I just don't think I'll ever go to and maybe another outdoor concert or if it's free or really like somebody that's playing but i don't listen to new music so that would be tough so but that's our favorite event i think combined for sure yeah and like in the community the only event that we've really been to is srf so we obviously loved everyone that spoke there everyone was awesome i don't have a favorite one out of that group but you like the dog guy because he has dogs (laughs) you know joel might be my favorite secret favorite but Yep. It's just because he comes with puppies. She goes and plays with the dogs more than she does anything else when she's at SRF. Like, where's Corey? Oh, she's over at Joel's. She has goggles on and everything. It's just the best. So, yeah, if you can't find me, that's where I am. Well, Aaron and Aaron and Nate didn't speak though. That's true. What? Well, she says, and of course, uh, and us. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, but you said event or speaker. I guess she did. She did talk out loud. She did. She did. So speak she to us she there, was speaking so. to us directly. Oh, <laughs> uh, do we need a new question? Oh boy. Um, what has been the most challenging part of becoming a full time RVer? This was for um, K Bonk, um, on the Telegram chat. Okay. Um. And I think so, we have totally different answers. Yeah. Well, this one is kind of morphed too. So. Hmm. We talked about this a little bit, and when we first took off, it was really challenging because we were taking off. We hadn't sold our house yet, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing (laughs) with anything. But, you know, it was hard because we didn't know what we were 
what we were doing with the house, when it was going to sell, if it was going to sell, like that was all super stressful to take off and not, not know any of that information. Um, getting on the road, the, one of the toughest things is knowing where you're staying, like the city around you, what, where are your resources? Where are you going to find stuff? You stole my fucking answer. What? The grocery store, the propane, all of that, you know, that's all challenging to find. And for me, getting stuck while I'm driving is a huge thing. And I'm getting better with that. Like, I care a lot less now if I get stuck with the camper than I did when we first took off. It used to be like, I would panic a little bit when the truck would stop and the camper was stuck and we couldn't go anywhere. And so that was a big thing for me. Um, Leaving our food security was kind of tough yeah but... that was that's that's a big thing but we're working on that we're trying to instead of being stocked flush with resources we're trying to provide resources to other people to have that available to us if we need it um in a shit hits the fan scenario but the grocery store sucks right now um we we spoiled ourselves, I think, really with the quality of meat we ate for so long because we raised it ourselves and we bought it local around the corner and we knew everything about it. Um, so that was probably the hardest thing for me was going back to going into the grocery store. And when you go to the grocery store, you buy shit at the grocery store. Like I've noticed uh, when we never went to the grocery store, when we just ate meat and greens and the greens were in the hydroponic system and the meat was in the freezer or around the corner, um, we didn't have chips or crackers or anything in the house because we weren't going to the grocery store and there was no place to buy it. We weren't making that at our place. Um, that's when we were our healthiest. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I do miss having all the fresh food right at hand like we did so we do have some food stored here in the camper we have dry um well, yeah uh, what is it called freeze-dried food we yeah we do we have we have food stores we're not going to starve by any means if the grocery store is empty um and we're building that network of resources to fill that gap after um our stores are gone but obviously we can't we can't have seven deep freezers with us uh for a year's worth of meat and then plenty of time to grow more the next year to refill the freezers. And that's kind of the cycle we were in. Yeah. And another challenge with going on the road full time was we were very used to having Amazon deliver things to us. <laughs> and now we don't have a mailing address. So it's hard to have packages delivered. We have to go to the store and buy a lot more than we did um, before we took off. Yeah. We're figuring that out. Like laundry hasn't changed for me much because I was doing laundry in the camper before we moved. So I kind of prepped for a lot of those things before we took off as far as the day to day things go. But yeah, some of those other things are laundry. Laundry is getting tough too. over the winter was so humid and cloudy um, a lot of times. And especially the days that we had an opportunity to do laundry, it was we couldn't dry it. And if we can't dry it, we can't do it. So we ended up uh, cheating quite a bit over the winter and using the laundromat. And it is what it is. We just kind of built that into our budget. And if we can do it by hand at the camper, we get to save the money. But we have to have clean clothes. And if you don't have some place to hang them and dry them um, in an appropriate amount of time, you got to do what you got to do. So 
we've kind of we've kind of uh, given in on that being purist as far as doing the laundry like that, which is cool. I'm I'm cool with that. Um, I think my big, well, I guess one of the biggest, um, one of the challenging parts for me is the showering. Yeah. Um, it's way different. I, I was a two hot shower a day guy, um, for the whole time you've known me at least, uh, and transitioning to military showers and, um, yeah, not every day. It took some getting used to, and then you get really comfortable with it, and it, you get scary comfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you take a hot shower with, uh, we were lucky enough at a hip camp. I told the story on my show that I uh, got lucky enough to have a tankless hot water heater on a outside shower that the, the host was willing to let us use one night. And like literally took over an hour shower like stood in the hot water outside and just stood there and like burned all the six months of not taking a good shower <laughs> um, out of me. It was fantastic. Uh, we're actually considering getting one for us. Um, they're inexpensive enough and we have the space and the weight capacity and we would just have to figure out a, um, in, uh, a shower, a curtain setup. Mm -hmm. And anytime we had a hose, we would be able to do that if we had enough pressure. And we we think we could run it off our uh, RV pressure, but I don't know if I want to push our our pump that much. So we would probably just do it when we had hose hookup at a hip camp, which we do have here. So maybe I'll be buying one pretty quick. And we're in the middle of a neighborhood, so it'll be awesome to take a shower. <laughs> hey. I just realized we could make a shower stall in between the two slides. There you go. And then you could be out there and I could spy out the window on you. <laughs> I spy on her when she's naked. Oh, goodness. But that's been a challenging part is um, showers for sure. And also not, uh, we talked about not knowing where we're going to walk the dogs. Yeah, the dog walking. If we don't know the neighborhood, we're going to, well, we've run into a lot of loose dogs as we walk. Um, and our boys are fairly good with loose dogs, but sometimes they come up and they're a little aggressive and then ours want to go after them. And so just like not knowing the neighborhood and what you're going to come up on, you don't know if you're walking on a busy road or a fairly calm road. So it's just a lot of, a lot of that with the dogs, I think. Yeah, the dog stuff is figuring out where you're going to walk them, uh, how long. It was really nice when we were in Texas for four months. We had trails everywhere, and we knew how long we should walk them every day, like to this point, to that point. Um, but when you move every week, just about the time you get in a routine, you got to figure it out again. Um, and sometimes there's not really good places to walk a 180-pound dog. Just is what it is they got to go for long walks and they take really big dumps um uh, martinson family says being on a sewer tank instead of town sewer has been a change uh yeah dude go to uh a composting toilet and a gray water tank that'll challenge you that'll challenge you and limit your water consumption not consumption i guess consumption not consumption as in drinking but just overall use uh everything when you start realizing every drop of water you use, you uh, you realize some things. You really um, prioritize what's important when you have to go fill the water. So, 
And the dogs don't make it any easier. He's going to say something about the dogs drinking so much water. Our dogs drink, like, they go through, I would say, the three of them probably 10 gallons a day. No, maybe not 10. Maybe not 10. Maybe seven. Seven to eight. Maybe. On a hot day. That's a lot of water. I don't use that much. I don't even use close to that much. And not only do they use that much, I have to take care of at least a gallon of slobber every day. Every day, I have to empty a gallon of slobber out of a bucket. And it sounds like egg whites pouring out of a bucket. It's just, don't get St. Bernard's. I love them. They're very sweet. They are very sweet. They're very gross. Red Flyer Media says, I have that set up, the composting and gray water tank. Uh, I would do nothing ever. I would do nothing different. Um, when we uh, when we land somewhere, if we land, I don't think I'll ever have a normal toilet again. No, we actually, so we were in the camper all summer. And then in the winter, we had to winterize the camper and go back into the house with the flushing toilet. And we were both so grossed out with it. I was like, I can't wait to get back to our composting toilet. Like yeah. I could not wait. So yeah, even if I have to put a septic in and just not use it, right? We would just install it and not use it. I it's it's so much cleaner. Yeah, and it's counterintuitive. You're like, oh, that's so weird. It's it's just so much better. Uh, yeah, Red Flyer. We uh, where in Texas were we? We were um, southwest of Huntsville in uh, Navasota area. Um. Martinson family says we have three lab chow cross and a chihuahua. No drool challenges. Yeah, no, I think you're pretty dry mouth there. And the chihuahua, I'm sure just ours would <laughs> ours would give it a bath every day. Yes. We've actually contemplated. So when our boys eat, they probably take so that for every full mouth full of food they take, I would say at least a quarter to a third of it ends up on the floor. Um, just because it gets stuck in their jowls, you should see the jowls on these dogs. They're like, yeah, when they eat, it's like like this and it just like falls out. It falls out. And so they'll take a bite and they'll be chomping on it. And you just hear it hitting the floor, like kibble, tink, 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 tink. And, uh, you look on the floor and there's just dog food everywhere. Every time you walk through the kitchen, any one of them have eaten and we free feed them. So at any one time during the day, one or two of them is just chowing and dropping food everywhere. So we've actually contemplated getting a small dog and not feeding it other than the leftovers on the floor that is large breed dog, large breed dog food, which is super high or higher in fat protein. So it would not need as much food. It could just clean up after the big ones and walk underneath it. Kind of like that bird on the rhinoceros's back. Right, And we got that idea from doing Rover because oh, yeah. we would dog sit these little dogs and I would always ask the owners first if they were okay with this because I knew our dogs dripped food on the floor but the little dogs would just go and pick it up like they love to eat it so I was like maybe we should just get a little vacuum cleaner but we thought maybe four dogs was excessive and now Brian wants a Rottweiler so that's a small know. dog <laughs> compared really I mean if it's 90 pounds it's half the size of our biggest right that's a downsize and that's another challenge we have is 500 pounds a dog. And this kind of leads into the next question um, is um, dog food. And we carry 
at any one time, like the max we have is what three, 200 pounds of food. Yeah. Two to three. Yeah. It's kind of in between because we have the in between totes. So yeah. Between two and 300 pounds of food and 500 pounds of dog. So 700 pounds of our weight capacity is dog and dog related accessories, just like propane. Um, Josh says, Brian wants a Roddy. Are you sure it's just Brian? No, I'm not. I've actually have, I have a soft spot in my heart for Rottweilers too. And we actually almost bought one. We didn't even have the shepherds yet. Did we? No, we were coming back from Denver. Yeah, we. I so... took her to Denver for an unbachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> and we almost got a Rottweiler puppy then, but it was so sick that we just couldn't do it and it wouldn't have been the right thing well we were we were considering picking it up in denver and driving back with it until we were holding it before we were we were kind of we held it and then we went outside and talked about it and then we went back inside we're gonna hold it then we're gonna go outside and talk about it again because we didn't want to make a jump decision on a dog because we're not those type of people and we were dumb and it was at a pet store it wasn't we were a, at a pet store. you know and it was yeah we went back inside the second time and held it and it puked a ball of worms and we were like yep not gonna deal with that on a drive back to minnesota <laughs> yeah so but anyway um the the weight is really a challenge with the dogs we can have and the space we have to have this camper that's this big to hold the weight that we have to carry around because we have all our shit. Now, we are really getting into downsizing even more. The more we're on the road, the more we're like, we don't need this, 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 and this. Let's get rid of it. Um, it's more valuable stuff that we want to get rid of now. So it's it's we kind of got to sell it off instead of just throw it out. Uh, we already did that phase. We didn't have a whole lot of stuff that was just trash. Yeah. That we were willing to just throw out. We did pretty good when we downsized, but we want to end up smaller when our boys are gone. Yeah. Um, when we have that 700 pounds freed up and that space of 500 pounds of animal needing room to maneuver in the camper. And in the truck. And in the truck, we will probably go to a significantly smaller camper and probably the same size truck. Cause yeah. I like the truck. I'm six foot five and this truck is phenomenal for comfort it is extremely comfortable it's one of the most comfortable vehicles maybe other than our minivan that i've ever driven in but yeah the silver mullet was a, a cruiser -uh, for sure that was the golden that was the ferrari the ferrari was a was, was a comfy one too trip. but the gold the, the silver mullet was okay, but... so we name all our vehicles i think a lot of people do um we had a dodge caravan that was silver um and we were driving it to the cabin one weekend and we said we got to name this bitch the silver mullet because it's all business up front but it's a party in the back and uh yeah so that dubbed the silver mullet and then when we got rear-ended by some bitch uh that was looking at a fire truck at 55 miles an hour and we were a complete stop um that totaled that caravan and we ended up getting a we loved it so much it was our farm vehicle it was phenomenal uh, we bought a possessed Dodge Caravan. It was a high-end package. It had all like the power, everything, and this and that. And it had a bad CPU that was it was possessed. It was the craziest vehicle I've ever had. Um, but it was such an upgrade from our bare bones silver caravan that um, we we named it the Ferrari. Because we were high class with we our. We went from silver to gold. Oh, silver, and... silver to gold. Uh, Martinson family says they have a 2001 silver caravan. Um, dude, don't 
don't get rid of it ever. Yeah. Drive it till the wheels fall off and then put new wheels on it. <laughs> I love that thing. Yeah, we loved it. We family. took it on a so we took the one that was possessed before we knew it was possessed. We took it from Minnesota to Arkansas on a uh, snow goose hunting trip with six guys. Six guys? Five guys. Something like that. Five guys. And all our hunting gear and everything. And they laughed. They're like, oh, we're going to take minivan. I was like, dude, it's going to be better than fucking truck. It's going to be better than a truck. We drove down in the pouring rain and snow the whole way. All our shit was dry. Everybody slept the whole way because they had captain chairs through the whole thing. They get down there. They're like, oh, man, this is way better than riding a fucking pickup truck. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And so we took it to the field the first day. And, of course, the guys are busting my balls. They're like, you brought a minivan hunting? You're all about all this shit. Yeah, we went in, uh, in and changed. Uh, stayed dry when we changed in the pouring rain, all this. Uh, after the hunting weekend, one of the guides came up to me and he goes, I got to tell you, man, we were busting your balls pretty hard, but uh, my work truck, dude drives like a huge diesel truck pulling trailers all over the country. He says, my work truck went down. I put it, I took it to the garage and it was going to be like three weeks and they didn't have another truck. So they gave me a minivan and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't want to give the thing back. Are you kidding? This is the most phenomenal vehicle there ever is. I'm like, yeah, right, isn't there? So I brought our uh, I brought our high end Dodge Caravan with leather cream leather seats back with red clay smears on every seat because we laid in the mud to hunt, and then we got in the van and sat there with red mud and it dried and stained every seat in the thing. And the door was broken. And yeah. He came back in much worse condition than I let him go in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a crazy van. And yeah. Martin, you have a VHS in your caravan? Oh my God. That's fantastic. At least, no, it's not a Betamax or a laser disc. <laughs> Is it you got an eight track in the in the console? Josh says, I bet it was five guys. Yeah, it was for sure, man. If any, we got one more question to answer here. If anybody's got any more, throw them in the comments. We'll uh, stick around as long as we got count uh, questions to answer, I guess. Because, I mean, you don't have anything to do, do you? <laughs> I guess not. You got another hour after this. You should probably get a beer, though. Okay. Because well, you probably need one. Um, <laughs> last question on the list here. Uh, was from uh, Prepper Dad over on Noster. Uh, if you're not on Noster, you need to be uh, to check it out and be in as this thing is growing and figuring it out. My wife has no idea what it is. Um, I will probably ease her into it over the next four to five months um, to get her comfortable. She'll get sick of hearing me talk about it and say, what do I need to do to make you shut up? Um, and that's how I get her to do things. But uh, anyway, there's a video in our channel on getting set up. It's a quick, easy uh, way to do it. So sign up for Noster. But Ra, Mr. Buford over there, uh, Prepper Dad, says, um, how do you prepare or handle dog food as a full-time RVer? And that's a great question for any full-time RVer. But like we just talked about, we have to have a lot of food. Um, we were trying to figure it out and I think we go through about 40 pounds a week ish. Roughly, roughly that between the three of them. Yeah. The three boys go through about 40 pounds a week. Um, what we do to prepare and handle this, um, step one was changing food to something that was more readily available. Um, we fed them pretty high end Yukonuba, uh, and we really liked the food. It got super expensive through COVID, um, almost unaffordable. And they it, have really sensitive stomachs, they which do is have. why we 
wanted to stick with that food if we could because we knew that all three of them did well on it. Yeah. They didn't barf. They didn't have any issues. And yeah, so we really wanted to stick with it, but it was really expensive and really hard to find as we moved. <laughs> yep. It basically got down to PetSmart or Petco, one of the two, and yeah. then they stopped carrying it. And it was hit or miss where we could find it. So we slowly transitioned them into a lower grade food, A for price and B for availability. And we searched and found one we could find a tractor supply. Uh, Tractor Supply also owns PetSense, which is another pretty, it's popping up quite often. Um, And then we think we could probably pick this up at any decent sized farm and fleet store or something like that. So we transitioned to that to make it easier to find anywhere we're at. Um, We also keep an extra 50 pounds in the truck um, that if we, for some reason, can't find food um, and we run out inside, we then go on uh, emergency. We'll drive an hour and a half to go buy 200 pounds. Uh, that's kind of our signal, kind of like our propane tanks. When we get down, when we take the last one out of the truck, we got to go get propane. And where we lived before we got on the road, we had to drive an hour to go get food anyway. So to go get dog food an hour away isn't like a huge deal for us. No, but we'd like to be able to do closer. Uh, um, yes. But in transit or if I'm going to get groceries, I try to go like today I went to uh, was like half an hour away, uh, got groceries. I got dog food. I got propane. I got firewood. I got all the stuff in one trip because it was half an hour away. And that is one of the challenging things, too, is sourcing where we got to get the stuff. And you kind of mentioned that um, earlier. Uh, So that's one way we handle the dog food. Another is we have freeze dried beef um we have stuff that we can ration out to them uh, if we need to if we can't find food if food's not available if things go sideways if we don't have any money or whatever um and a third way that we're kind of prepared is i dealt heavily in raw dog food when we were on the farm it was probably the biggest sales outlet for all of our meat all of our protein, mm-hmm. um, all of our birds, rabbits, and everything that we sold more into the raw dog food and cat food pet market than anything. I learned a lot about that. I feel that comfortable that I could figure out how to get these guys fed if I needed to, um, just raw, raw food and uh, figure it out. We also try to temper their stomachs um, in case we do have to make an emergency food change. It doesn't totally side rail them because we feed them all sorts of weird shit um, like lunch meat and lunch meat, hot, hot dogs. dogs and eggs and like just not weird shit, but not dog food. They get something other than kibble every meal just to keep them adapted a little bit to trying new things. So. That's kind of how we handle um, the dog food thing. It definitely sucks. It's super expensive. It's very heavy. Um, and, you know, people ask us, like, you were crazy to go on the road with these three dogs. Well, we had these three dogs before we decided we were going on the road. And they're part of the family. So we just figured out how to do it. And like Corey and I, in everything we really do, we do it as hard as fucking possible to begin with. And then realize how much it, easier it is um when you don't do it as hard as you need to like um when these guys are gone and we have a smaller camper and we have less stuff uh it's just gonna be so much easier 
I'm not saying we don't love this. I, we, I'm, I'm so happy with our decision to do this. I would never, I'd never change it. I don't want to change it. Um, we have some things that we're considering doing that are a little different. Um, but it's just from the experience. I don't want to stop traveling. I don't want to stop moving around. Even if I buy property, I'm not going to sit down for more than a couple months is what we really figured out is our, uh, is our longest we want to do is one to two months in any one location. So Josh says select difficulty mode extreme. Yeah, that's kind of what we did, but that's our MO. That's just, that's how we roll. We look at it and go, let's figure it out. Um, we're good for each other. We challenge each other and we have confidence in each other, um, even when each other don't have confidence in ourselves. Um, and that helps us figure this shit out. Because we don't know what the hell we're doing. You can do as much research as you want, um, but you're never going to research why water's pouring in your fucking window in the middle of a thunderstorm, um, and you there's nothing you can do about why it. Why doesn't your wife have any terry cloth towels? Why <laughs> doesn't my wife have any towels that will actually absorb water? Um, microfiber does not absorb hundreds of gallons of water. It might have been like four gallons of water or maybe even a half a gallon of water pouring into the window like this isn't um this isn't it is what it is we figured it out and we're okay with it it is what it is uh we just roll with it and we figure it out and move on down the road and i couldn't do it with anybody other than her because she puts up with my bullshit what do you have to say? Do you got anything to say? You're you're a, you are a very um you speak a lot. You speak your mind a lot. You're on the you're on the podcast all the time. You're doing videos. I think you talk in pretty much every single one of the videos you make. Yeah. Or I, none of I them. I don't. I try to not talk in all of my videos. She says I talk enough for both of us. I think he does, but I mean, he does the podcast, so that works, right? I did it wouldn't be very much of a podcast so oh that. and i almost may have her convinced to fire back up her uh, her feet videos um we have a safe place to post them now thanks to josh the renegade butcher for po pointing that out uh so if you are a fan of the 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 grounded souls she might be making a uh, a reappearance uh on noster so stay tuned it could be happening soon uh Got to figure it out. I have to convince her to put the time and effort into it. So you start seeing foot videos and foot pictures over on Noster. You better hit that zap. You better make it worth her time. Otherwise, it's going to be my ass and I'm going to have to pay her. And she doesn't take lightning from me. So, well, last call, guys, for uh, for comments or questions here uh, for the for the episode tonight. I think uh, you want to grab another one of those and then I'll just run my mouth for a second and see if we get any more questions. If not, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up since shit, we talked for an hour, baby. You thought we were going to be like 20 minutes, I think. I'm not a big talker. Yeah, she is not. She is not. She's very, um, she talks a lot with her body language and her facial expressions. And uh, Josh says, footster is happening. get a little feedback when you open a beer. I guess. So yep, like, why yep. it flash there? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so, oh, shoot. yeah. Wait. Anyway, 
anyway, I think uh, I think that's going to be it. Probably going to wrap it up. This is probably going to be another one of my highest viewed videos because the the cute girl showed up. Um, you guys are all jealous because I get to sit here and look at her all day, every day, and you wonder why I don't get any work done. Yep. Yep. So that's why she sends me to the store. She sends me away because I stopped staring at her then. But I really appreciate uh, Corey saving my ass tonight because I couldn't have done this hour by myself. I mean, I probably could have, but it's much more enjoyable to do it with someone else for the evening shows and the interviews. So, um, is that club from Labatt? This? This beer? This is a. Uh... This is a Yingling Lager, and Corey is drinking some old Texas Shinerbach. Oh, Josh, I need to uh, I need to put in a request. When you come to SRF, I need several cases of Lone Star, please. He's been so bummed. He's missed it so much. I'm even not here. I'm even willing to pay import prices at the at the bar to drink a Lone Star. I, I really I, I miss it. Josh really. Um, he he baptized me into Texas hood um, at the at the at the mouth of a Lone Star bottle, and it was uh, fantastic. So, anyway, anyway, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. And um, <laughs> Josh said he's already thinking he have to bring his own. Do they make like pony kegs or something you could bring, or you might have to get a bigger Easter egg uh, to bring all the beer you're gonna need to bring for that weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. You good? Yeah. You got any final things you want to say? You got any burning, burning things you want to get out to the internet? I, um, I don't. Anything you want to say to your fans? I don't have anything extra to say, but I will do this again if people have more questions for us. This is fun. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the idea. If you want to join the join the membership club there in the YouTubes, uh, we can start doing this uh, once a month, every once a month on a Sunday night for members only. Uh, you can get member questions in. We'll have interaction. We'll even bring people on if you want, um, because it's going to be a small group unless the membership blows up to a big group and then it'll be okay. We'll figure it out at that point. But uh, that's one of the perks. Josh, uh, Josh is our, our lone um, mid-tier level subscriber. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, and he just gets private messages um, and uh, updates in his Telegram. So Josh says he's going to go down to San Antonio for a Lone Star keg. I would be eternally grateful if you brought a Lone Star keg to SRF Weekend. You could probably convince me to just tent car camp at our at our hip camp with us if you brought a keg of Lone Star with you. Um, and I might even have to pay you extra for staying with us. But I like it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is the type of style videos we're going to do um, once a month. And then we will be doing more together updates um, as we're getting our schedule figured out. And now we're here for a couple months. We were on the road. We've kind of got the feel of the traveling and the schedule. And we had a bunch of stuff we had to get caught up on. And it's all kind of coming together now. And we're starting to be able to do this a lot more. So uh, we enjoy it. I enjoy talking with her. And I enjoy her sharing a little bit, too, uh, instead of me sharing for the both of us all the time. And uh, we'll do it again soon. And uh, I guess with that... This has been another episode of Lots to Talk About, and I uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, be sure to share, like, uh, subscribe, all that fun stuff. 
and uh, we'll catch you next time.